You're listening to Aussie Fire, a guide to financial independence for Australians. We're big fans of sharing experiences and talking about money. But remember, any advice is general and does not consider your financial situation, needs or objectives. So consider whether it's appropriate for you. Chapter 17. Superannuation and Fire by Alex and Ellie from His Her Money Guide. Narrated by Thomas from Perla. How does the idea of having more money in retirement sound? The good news is that anyone can build their retirement funds. The bad news is that not many people seem to be taking advantage of the opportunity. Luckily, both you, the listener, and we at His Her Money Guide are pursuing financial independence, and in particular early retirement, so it's a topic dear to our hearts. Most people in the Australian context will depend on superannuation to fund the bulk of their retirement. However, superannuation can be an overlooked opportunity in the FIRE equation, or alternatively, something that can be dangerously relied on. So what role can it play in FIRE planning, and what are our own plans for superannuation when we retire? Firstly, let's start with a brief recap on the purpose of superannuation in Australia. Currently, Employers are legislated to pay 9.5% of staff wages into their employers' retirement funds, in most instances. That's due to rise to 12% by 2025. For the most part, as long as you receive at least $450 a month in wages from your employer, you should receive superannuation into your nominated account. Some superannuation fund managers perform better than others, so it's very important to shop around. So why does superannuation exist? Rather than governments needing to pay pensions, it was decided that people should have their wages set aside for them. Compulsory retirement savings, so as to take pressure off the public purse. It's a multi-decade goal, and as of December 2019, it had resulted in almost $3 trillion in retirement savings. If you consider the finances of an average household, it's a simple fact that many people need money set aside for them automatically, because otherwise they'd spend it on their day-to-day living expenses and luxuries. It's financial FOMO and YOLO rolled into one. People generally don't plan for things decades into the future, but that's what set people who pursue FIRE apart from the others, though we do share a love of four-letter acronyms. So how do the finances of superannuation stack up for retirement? On page 208 of the ebook, there's a graph which compares self-funded income against the pension. No prizes if you guess which one comes out on top. Retirement expenses. What superannuation tells us you need. If you go hunting for numbers for superannuation planning, you'll see that each fund has slightly different numbers compared to the others, but the numbers generally agree with each other. If you're an Australian couple retiring at age 67, it's estimated that you need about $62,000 a year to live comfortably in retirement, and about $45,000 a year for a single person. That comfortable life will allow you things like an overseas holiday every year or two, plus good health insurance. A more modest retirement will still cost you about $40,000 a year for a couple, and about $28,000 a year for a single person. It's not a poor life, but you'll rarely have any extravagances. And depending on your post-work goals, values, and interests, that can be enough. Think of it pretty much as being a lean-fire lifestyle. In comparison, 
The Australian government age pension currently pays out $32,000 a year for couples and $22,000 a year for singles. Being on the age pension will allow you to survive, but sometimes not much more than that. It's a frugal life by necessity, without much support for extra costs such as healthcare, home maintenance, holidays, or other little luxuries such as a night out. At this stage, you might be wondering what any of this has to do with fire. Well, you might be retiring well before the age of 67. But even if that's not the case, superannuation still has some teachings for you, and it's also an opportunity to both improve your fire finances and increase your financial safety net. How much superannuation do you need? Firstly, what sort of superannuation balance do you realistically need in order to achieve the numbers outlined above? The Industry Superfund's retirement calculator says that to achieve a comfortable lifestyle, you need to have a balance of $1.1 million as a couple or $780,000 as a single. For a more modest retirement lifestyle, you'll need $720,000 as a couple or $500,000 as a single. Pretty big numbers, right? Well, it's nothing too extreme. After all, people retiring at age 67 would have been working for well over four decades at that stage, so there's plenty of time to build up those balances. But here's the kicker. Those numbers are for you to retire at age 67 and only live to age 85, the approximate average life expectancy right now. That's only 18 years of retirement. If you decide to, in our opinion, wisely, play it safer and adjust your life expectancy by an extra decade to 95 years, it's recommended that you need to increase those sums by around 50%. Ouch. Maybe we've telegraphed our lesson here too much, but there's an important learning amongst all these numbers. The goal with superannuation is essentially to use it all up. It's not a perpetual money-making machine. In the latter retirement case, $720,000 is only enough for a couple to live modestly for 18 years, or they'd need about $1,080,000 to support themselves for 28 years. We've previously expressed our concerns about lean fire, so hopefully these numbers give you some pause for thought if you're planning to retire 20 or 30 years ahead of the usual retirement age. Meanwhile, superannuation has much higher withdrawal rates than the widely cited 4% withdrawal rule, and that's based around a 30-year retirement. So for my money, that suggests that you need even more money to make your investment portfolios stretch for half a century, give or take, let alone taking into account the possibility of large expenses in retirement, such as growing healthcare costs. Superannuation and FIRE a much-needed safety net. At hishermoneyguide.com, we view our superannuation as a safety net. It's essentially something we're not planning to use if we can avoid it. We're aiming to retire by the age of 45 with an annual pre-tax income of around $150,000, earned primarily through a combination of share dividends and rental property income for diversification purposes. Our goal is to avoid drawing down on any of our capital. We're planning to rely solely on dividends and rent, as opposed to passive income, and gradually chipping away at our capital base over time. Although our approach isn't novel, it isn't favoured by the FIRE community either. Why is that, you ask? Because it requires you to work longer 
and or harder in order to build up a larger capital base to begin with. But in our opinion, it's by far the safest approach. We're being very careful about planning for a savings and investment portfolio with built-in redundancy. Essentially, our long-term goal is that the superannuation we've accumulated won't ever be needed. Our investment portfolios will hopefully continue to grow over the years, in terms of both dividends and capital values for perpetuity, i.e. forever. But what if this grand plan doesn't play out as expected? What happens if some of our investments fall over, losing us dividend income? What if our income doesn't grow enough to match inflation? What if our expenses outpace any inflation and income growth due to a reason such as illness as we age? Or what if we encounter other unforeseen expenses later in life? This is precisely why we're aiming to play it safe. We strongly believe that anyone who pursues FIRE should actively plan for a realistic, worst-case scenario. Coronavirus was a real-world example of that worst-case scenario in action. Dividends dropped across the board, share values fell, and many tenants lost their jobs, subsequently passing on financial stress to the landlords. Another, more recent example is the inflation of 2023. In our case, we're yet to see how bad the impact will be, but we're expecting our real passive income to drop by a good 50%. This obviously isn't great news. However, if you take a quick look at our retirement budget, which you can find in the ebook, you'll see that we could realistically survive income drops of 66 to 75% without needing to dip into any other money such as cash savings or drawing on our capital base. It's eventualities such as short-term shocks or longer-term erosion of wealth where we can envisage that superannuation might become our safety net. The good news is that anyone who has worked in Australia before their retirement should have some level of superannuation tucked away for a rainy day. The even better news is that this money will be there even if it's not needed, and that could actually make retirement very tasty indeed. Superannuation in the background, an opportunity. As great as superannuation is, there's one big downside. Under current Australian government laws, you can't access your superannuation balance until you've reached the age of 60. And for Australians looking to fire, this can pose a significant problem. In our case, it'll be at least 15 years post-retirement, at age 45, before we can access that money. It's for that exact reason that we're not contributing any extra money into our super accounts right now, even if it's currently the most tax-effective thing to do. In fact, we used to contribute extra into our superannuation for that very reason, but we stopped years ago because we firmed up our early retirement plans and saw the giant gap between the time we locked that money away and when we'd be able to access it. Nevertheless, the good thing is that when we do retire early, we'll have a nice super balance that will no longer be receiving any contributions, but will still be growing quietly in the background. Personally, our goal is to accumulate a superannuation balance of around $700,000 between us at the time of pulling the pin on paid employment. Recently, our superannuation funds have yielded an annual investment return of around 9-10% per annum, or around 6-7% above modern inflation. 
However, it's also worth keeping in mind that the 100-year share market return in Australia is actually only 2% per annum above inflation, with a total increase of 6%. So that's historically 4% annual inflation. So it's worth considering longer-term trends to factor in these possibilities. In our case, if our superannuation outperformed inflation by 6% per annum, it would grow from $700,000 to $1,677,000 over 15 years. Alternatively, if it only outperformed inflation by 2% per annum, our super would grow to $942,000 by the time we were able to access it. Now, both of these amounts are in today's money, that is, after stripping out inflation. You can draw down 4% of your superannuation at age 60, so that would end up being an extra income after tax of between $37,000 and $67,000 per annum, depending on our 2 to 6% net return. Those are some eye-watering figures right there, folks. For us, that would be some heavy icing on the early retirement cake considering that our $150,000 gross income would be around $115,000 after tax. So by dipping into our super, we could access extra available funds of somewhere between 32 and 58%. Crazy. However, let's say we need to face some big extra annual expenses, such as medical bills, home maintenance costs, or even just needing extra help around the house with cleaning, gardening, or wanting to order in more cooked meals to cut back on our physical workloads as we age. That sort of money should cover these additional costs, while still allowing us to maintain our previous lifestyles and expenses. In late life, that's also enough money to open up options such as qualified in-home care. Alternatively, if our income does gradually erode over time, or a combination of increased expenses and decreased income, unlocking our superannuation will also cover such an eventuality. But if we hit the age of 60 and things are still going well, with our investments performing as expected, then that superannuation money is just sugar on the top. It could fund all sorts of extra comforts, interests, and hobbies. We reckon that makes superannuation a remarkable all-in-one financial safety net and opportunity. Don't rely on your superannuation. Everyone's financial goals are unique. That's because we all have different incomes, different expenses, and different things we want to do with our money. So our example is highly relevant to us, but perhaps less so to you. Nevertheless, we hope that if this chapter has conveyed anything at all to you, it's that you should build a resilient financial safety net that can withstand multiple hits in the future. In our opinion, superannuation is about as good a safety net as you can get, because it'll always be there bubbling away in the background to a greater or lesser extent, and you can't access it for a number of years. However, because it's critically important to build redundancy into a financial portfolio, and redundancy is just another level of diversification, you shouldn't rely solely on superannuation to fund your retirement. If you're planning to retire early and use a strategy that draws down and depletes your core investment capital by the age of 60 or so, and then access your superannuation to fund the rest of your life, this ultimately means that your portfolio has one less level of resilience. If you ever find yourself relying on just one income stream, 
that's no longer true financial independence. Instead, it's just one step away from dependence. You could easily find yourself just one big expense away from depleting it and relying on government support. Even worse, let's say you retire as a couple at age 35 with a $200,000 superannuation balance, which is above average for that age. If you're planning to depend on accessing those funds at age 60, it might grow to $850,000 with a 6% net return, after inflation, over the next 25 years. Or it might only grow at the historical 2% post-inflation rate and be worth $320,000 in today's money at age 60. At that level, you'll only have around half of the income required for a modest lifestyle, and you'd be better off on the age pension, if it still exists at all in around 30 years. We admit our own fat fire or high fire early retirement lifestyle might be overkill for most people. However, we want the reassurance and comfort of knowing that we never have to work again, and we have the freedom to pursue our own passions and interests, all while being able to protect and maintain our lifestyles in all but the most extreme circumstances. The alternative scenario presents the risk of needing to return to work, maybe at a time when we're literally unable to work because of an economic downturn or ill health. That would be a major disruption to our lifestyles and everything that we've worked so hard to achieve. Therefore, even if you're only striving for a humble early retirement, you should build a similar number of protective layers into your own retirement plans at a level that's proportionate to your financial goals. Superannuation might not be the financial hull of our ship, but it's a safety rail that we know we can fall back on to protect us from other ravages that could threaten the viability of our FIRE goals. About Alex and Ellie from His Her Money Guide. Alex and Ellie live in Brisbane, are in their mid-30s, and are looking to fat-slash-high-fire by the age of 45. HisHerMoneyGuide.com follows their journey to an early retirement lifestyle where money isn't an obstacle to reaching their goal of a beachfront retirement and months of international travel each year. They've been blogging since 2009, around which time they had a net wealth of over $2 million. They've set themselves a fire target of $4.3 million with a $150,000 per annum passive income. We hope you enjoyed this chapter of Aussie Fire. For more inspiration, head to perla.com slash explore to browse our resources, calculators, and community insights. Perla is an authorized representative, number 1281540, of Sandlam Private Wealth, Proprietary Limited, AFSL 337927. Knowledge is power, especially when investing, so always seek advice and or check out the relevant disclosure document for any financial product, including the PDS and TMD before deciding which is available from the product issuer's website. When you invest, your capital is at risk, and past performance is not a reliable indicator of future investment returns.